Hi guys, welcome to episode 38 of the Monday Fat Podcast. We're still in lockdown, you're still in lockdown, the country's still in lockdown, the world is still in lockdown. But Ross Hunter has got his dressing gown on. <laughs> you know, everyone on this podcast is happy. Ross is, just going, Ross is just going down. I'm here, <laughs> I'm here as ever with uh, our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Roman Comrades. How's your, right, your week going, mate? Do you know what? Complete turnaround this week. <clears throat> Getting yeah. back on it, Tra- training in the morning, eating healthy, no alcohol so far, so um, things are looking up. Good. Are you not due, and you you not do like a, a festive meal or something coming on? <laughs> is it not Ukrainian summer or something? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's me auntie's, Betty's, grandson's, kids, nephews, christening. Right, <laughs> and, it's, and it's a seventeen course meal. Yeah, I, I, I swear I still got stuff in my fridge since <laughs> Sunday. My mum's just given me like a hoard. Have you ever seen that picture on that does its rounds on the, the internet when there's a full table of, of buffet food? It says, you know, yeah. it's, I don't think it's been coined when Italian mums, you know, we go around to an Italian house. Well, that's just like a Ukrainian house. Oh my God. Like garlic meats and just vodka. And you just get oh. sick of it. Honestly. The only, was, the only reason I was trying to force Rom to, to eat because he's joined in with mine and Stu's challenge as well based on percentage. Ah, you sneaky bastard. So, yeah. As you would have heard, we've got, as ever, co-host Mr. Ross Hunter sporting a uh, Star Wars dressing gown. Right, the reason why I'm in my Star Wars dressing gown is because I've just been doing a workout and it was either I throw this on or I come on with nothing on. Um, and I, just after having a shower, I thought you'd prefer me to be in something than not. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, we did have that chat that one time, but yeah, of course. <laughs> Always yeah. close, mate. You'd love a good probe room with a lightsaber, wouldn't you? Oh, Rob. Come on, you can't go there this early on in this podcast. Don't knock it till you oh, try uh, <laughs> Right, so, so I didn't know there was a the limit of where we could actually introduce smut to the podcast. Yeah. I've had, I've had protein to, off... No, I've had to protein off Ross. Two minutes. <laughs> I'm sure you have had protein off, Ross. I've had to take a few of your edits out. We won't go there. Our guest today, uh, he's been on the podcast before, uh, back uh, in a previous episode when we were talking to league winning captains and how to get your team uh, up and in shape to win a league. It is Mr. John Hargreaves. John, how are we? I'm not too bad, thank you. Good. Not too bad at all. So let's get let's get it out of the way. What's with the blue hair? Oh, for God's sake! It's it's literally locked down boredom. I've I've shaved my luscious locks off and I've dyed them blue. What shade of blue is that? Um, not what shade oh. you think it is. What shade did it say on the bottle? Oh, do you know what? What's it's, the bottle? It's Marge there? Simpson blue, isn't it? No, That's no, I, I think it was just literally blue. But I've got, I've got peacock blue, sapphire, and I've got fire red. In case, <laughs> wow. <laughs> why, why have you got so many? I'm just thinking you just got the one bottle. You went, yeah, all right, why not? But you've actually. Oh no, 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 
no, no, no. I... You got a vanity box behind you, haven't you? Oh no, I ordered these especially. Nice. Honestly, right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you brutally honestly. So what's the plan? What's the plan? <clears throat> so, I was bored, and obviously my hair was getting a bit wild, and everyone started shaving their heads. So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do it. So I went and spent forty-five quid on a pair of clippers that I'm going to use possibly twice. <laughs> Because I'm an idiot. So I got him. Mrs. shaved my head. And I was like, what should I do? She went, we'll dye it blonde. And then we'll, we can stick colours. And I was like, excellent. So we dyed it blonde. I look like a fat slim shady. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I've, I've, got, I've got this one. I was like, oh, what is it? She's like, platinum. I was like, oh, yeah. I'll go for a bit of that. My hair looks pink. <laughs> wow. And then, so I, I ordered all these different colours and they only came yesterday, so I, I whacked some on yesterday, but, um, no, I can't even believe it, telling you. I forgot to read the back of the bottle, didn't I? Because I, I, when I used the grey one, I just whacked it on my hands and whacked it in the air. So I did the blue one, and I'm halfway through doing it, and I, I go to put some more in my hands, and my hands are like, I've been touching up a smurf. So I start freaking out, I shout her up, she starts absolutely wetting herself. And I spent 25 minutes scrubbing my hands trying to get the blue dye out. And I ended up looking like a blue panda. It was just patchy all over. <laughs> so I've ended up having to do it again tonight. And now it's like quite, why am I putting my hair so long enough? It's like electric blue, but yeah, it'll probably be red next week. It's, it's not as cool as electric blue. I'm not giving you that. Oh. You can't say it's dark. You can't say it's true colour. Yeah, I can't risk it, can I? Did you, uh, <laughs> please tell me your missus got a video recording of it while you were doing it. No, no, she didn't. She left me to my own devices. Two questions. One, did you go in work with pink hair? No, no, no. I've been working from home for four and a half weeks now, so. Okay. And two, is there any pictures of the pink hair? Uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You've got to you you uh, do the rounds of that picture. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the lads John. in Manchester would love to see that. Is it, <laughs> is it just the hair on your head you've dyed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we load the tone again straight away. Well, it is your podcast, mate. Well, Brings I'll a new definition what, to blue balls, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, because we're on video, do you want to see or...? <laughs> 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 it would be on a billboard outside your house if you did. <laughs> so, uh, we on the last podcast, we talked a little bit about um, how our lockdowns are going. How's your lockdown going, John? Oh, honestly, I absolutely love it. I'm genuinely enjoying it. Uh, I mean, it's great rolling out of bed and going straight to work. That's the, the bonus, but I'm going to spend time with my little lad. So I'm I'm loving that. How, how old you lad? He's one. He's one. So I mean, last time I was on, I think she was six months pregnant. So yeah. But yeah, no, he's one. He was one there uh, three, four weeks ago. Yeah, it's all go at the minute. He's standing, he's babbling. It's just mental. Yeah. So it's, it's usually stuff that you'd probably miss because you'd be at work as well, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. I mean. I was sat at my desk and managed to see him take his first, like, standing and, like, shuffling along the sofa. So it was like, oh, great. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm genuinely loving it. People think I'm weird. My missus hates it because she's saying there's no, like, split between work-life balance and all that. 
I love it. I think it's great. And my, my productivity at work's gone through the roof. Mate, I like this is one of the things that I think a lot of companies on the other side simply realize that if they let people work from home, like people work so much smarter because you haven't got oh, people God. coming up to your desk and asking inane questions. Oh, you know, God, I yeah. I was talking to a guy about it today who wrote a paper on it for the NHS. And he was saying that people that are working from home at the moment for the first time that haven't been, you know, don't normally do it as part of their day-to-day jobs. They're actually putting more effort in because they want to be able to prove that they can work from home and they can make it work. Everyone's grafting because they're thinking, do you know what? If we, if, we, if this works, we can do this full time. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I work from home a fair bit anyway. So, doesn't really make much difference to me so it's 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 crap at the moment for me well not for me so much is it's the kids <laughs> i lock the kitchen and no one's allowed in it when i'm in there so <laughs> if, they want, if they want a snack they've got to come in and get it and then disappear out again so it's all right good yeah but do you feel you know, when you're working from home do you not feel that when it comes you know end of day like five o'clock or half five six o'clock when you've when you're finishing do you not think ah uh, feels a bit too early i shouldn't be i shouldn't be you know signing off now <laughs> Anybody who's clever has been finishing at four o'clock room, let me tell you. Oh, is that yeah, what you're feeling there? Yeah. <laughs> there's, nobody, there's nobody working I've, working past four o'clock and you're working for all. I've been going to laugh seven some nights. I'm gonna say I am. I, I, yeah. I'm starting around about twenty past seven in the morning and finish about ten to seven at night. Mm. Mate, crafting you two. Well, I'm probably start starting about eight o'clock and finishing about four. So yeah. Nice. And tend to work through with dinner as well because I'm at yeah. home. So I just I'm gonna say I've I've not stopped my lunch once. No, I've had to make it. myself I've had to make myself go out for lunch because I got a bit of a bollocking about it because I was I was literally in the kitchen all day and then like you say, working through sometimes. So I was I mean to be fair, I was finishing in about six. Um but then it was a case of the message going, you've just not seen the kids. And I went, Well, I'm not doing anything different than if I wasn't at work. She went, Yeah, but they know that you're here. So it's like, okay, well, so I've had to, I've had to make my lunch hours their, their time. So we, I just go and fart. Well, the weather's nice, isn't it? So I just go and fart around with them in the garden. Um, I dyed their hair for them today, actually, to be fair. That was, a, lovely, a lovely shade of blue, so yeah. Must be a purple. trend. One went purple, one went blue. So yeah, it was all right. Not fully, the end's like, but yeah. So that was it. That was my manly task any, for the night. Any dye left over for yourself, Ross? <laughs> Yeah, shall I do it? Yeah, I, I, do it? Recommend it. I, I recommend purple. it. Purple. Purple, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I've got video conferences I've got to do every day at work. Imagine that. <laughs> just, just makes it more interesting, Ross. Something yeah. more to talk about than work. Yeah, Ross, why purple? Well, let me tell you. Don't, don't, be, so, don't be so selfish. Must be this blind. <laughs> the light sunlight went through on it. Yeah, that's the game to play, Don't mention it. That's what I did when I shaved it during, during the conference call with like with the video conference with all like the team on there. And it took about five minutes before <coughs> someone went, Oh god, what's Ross done with his hair? <laughs> that was fun. I liked it. We uh... do look like it just come out of strange ways though. So, John, since the last time you were on, like I say, it was probably 18 months ago, a lot has happened in your life. Uh, a little bit, yeah. So, obviously, uh, as mentioned, son was born. He's now one year old. Um, I think that last time you were on, 
we talked a little bit about, and you were probably like, do you know what? I probably didn't get Bambi Fat and didn't take it as seriously early on um, for the first couple of seasons. Uh, and we, you felt as though when we, when we spoke to you, we, you felt as though then we kind of getting your head around it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 18 months on, head still round it. Tell us about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Do you, want, do you want the long form story? Yeah, go on, give us a long one. <laughs> Just the Roman after edit it loads out later. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was born in July 1985. And, no, um, July the what? 16th. Oh, I'm 19th. And what's, what's the last three numbers on the back of your bank card? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, mate, I'll be honest with you. Are you 85, are you 85 as well, Rob? Yeah, I'm 84. You're 84. So you look at. Well, that died of death, didn't it? Bloody hell. Anyway, John, yeah, this is you I now. Was, Come on. I would yeah. keep your mouth shut before someone slagged me off for being old. That's why I was keeping my mouth shut. I know, it's fine, mate. Don't you worry. Uh, yeah, so... I think... I think it was around June time, at the end of like the last... I'll call it Generation 1 of Manchester, I decided to retire. Uh, my legs were in bits. I was knackered. I just I didn't have time to carry on playing. So yeah, I, I retired after we lost out on the title. For, I think like the fourth time it would have been. We lost out on goal difference. I think in the end. So like right, right, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna have a break. My break lasted six weeks before I got called back in. Uh, came back in and straight away my head was on it. I was like, right, I'm gonna. I'm going to show what I can do. And uh, it was August. I went on my work summer party. And on the Monday, it was the Friday. And the Monday, I woke up and I had this rash all over my body. I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. So I went to the doctors, got given creams, got given like, antibiotics. And that spreading all over my body. And it was... <clears throat> Middle to late September, I went back again. I'm like, look, it's not working. And she's like, right, are you diabetic? I was like, no, we ain't. Like, nothing we need to do a test. Like, all right, so she put me off. And uh, so on the Monday, I had the blood test on the Tuesday night. And on the Wednesday morning, I got a phone call from another doctor. And he's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, mate, I'm fine. I mean, I'm off work with a stomach bug, but I'm great. Because I, uh, I started running. I, I was training for a 10K which anyone knows me, just, that's a ridiculous thought anyway. And uh, he's like, yeah, you're not well. I was like, yeah, I know, I've got the shit to me, I know I'm not well. He's like, no, <laughs> like, you're seriously not well. I was like, why? And he went, well, you're diabetic. I was like, all right, cool. Like, that, that explains, like, everything, doesn't it? He's like, yeah, no, John, um, the limit to being diabetic, because when you take your blood, it's like a two-month average that you're looking at. He said, it's 46. So I was like, right, okay. He goes, yeah, you're 105. I was like, what? He's like, right. he's like, you're really not well. I was like, all right, no, it's fine. He's like, no, no, you don't understand. He says, I'm fine because theoretically, like, you should like be really poor. He was like, oh, okay. Uh, what do I do? He's like, lose weight, cut out sugar. I was like, 
All right. So that was. I think it was just. I think it was like Halloween actually. When I got that phone call, so straight away that morning I switched. Bad eating healthy and everything. What was your kind of sugar intake on a daily daily basis normally oh, before then? <laughs> right. Well, started when I have breakfast. So then straight away, the minute I got to work, I'd be snacking, I'd be having biscuits, chocolate, cake, whatever I could get my hands on. And then my lunch, it'd be probably pie and chips from the canteen with a chocolate bar and probably a full-fat Coke, because, you know, why not? I'd get home and don't get around with missus and make me something healthy, so I'd be like chicken and salad and whatnot. But then the minute I'd get in bed, I'd be bashing out a, like a family-sized chocolate bar, packet of Haribo, biscuits, and drinking Pepsi every night without fail and the minute i put the phone down i was like that's it and instantly just stopped everything i started having breakfast started just literally looking after myself and it was from then i mean the first thing i did and i know you guys have always banged on about and i've always like oh i don't understand it but start drinking water and that that is that's been the greatest thing i've ever done because I started flushing my body, all the crap was coming out, and uh, then the weight started just pouring off me, like ridiculous amounts, to the point where I finally got my first ever ten percent, which was like, I think it was quite an emotional moment for me to be honest with you. Which Rob, when you when you do the other pictures for the podcast, please use that picture because I don't want the blue hair. Involved. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said that, right? No worries. Yeah, um, I think. Colour it. Where in. is where is that picture? Is it on? Is it on MVF website or is it? Should be, mate. Or on your Should Facebook? Be. Oh, it's definitely on my Facebook. Right, I'll get uh, it off yeah, your Facebook. I've probably got a copy. To be fair, somewhere. I think everyone should have a copy of that picture. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, no. Um, oh no, I'm alright. No, I can't have people looking at me that much. But yeah, no, um, and to be honest, I've not, I've not shared it with a lot of people, but I had another blood test in February. Because when, when I got diagnosed, I had to go start seeing the nurse and I went on medication and whatnot. And I said, like, how long have I got? She went, what do you mean? I went, to turn it around. I said, oh, well, you can do. She went, but we're probably talking 12 months. And uh, when I went in February, the nurse actually started crying because I got down to 55. Wow. Fuck it out, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's something I've not really told many people because I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I'm definitely winning that battle. Wow, that's unbelievable. That's, so, that's so a massive is, turnaround. Is that like last, last 10 points, like the hardest 10 points to get, or is it if you're on that downward slope, you'll carry on going on that downward I'll slope? Just, just carry on going because, I mean, literally cut out the sugar, cut everything bad out that I could nice. and like I said it's it, it sort of gone hand in hand because not only was I cutting out the sugar and like saving my life theoretically but the, like I said the weight's just been going and going I mean since since the first November I've dropped three and a half stone Jesus it's, nice. it's just been absolutely incredible I've got a new zest for life but <clears throat> no word of a lie so that was the Wednesday when I got told, and I got them out by the Friday, the rash had cleared up. I'd stopped peeing every 10, 
15 minutes because I was constantly going for a piss. I was sleeping for eight hours so I wasn't waking up because all those little signs of diabetes, I was putting down to having like six, seven, eight year old, uh, month year old. Do you know what I mean? I started having that, my, my little baby that, oh, what? I've got to get up to sort him out. So I'll, I'll go for a pee. It's fine. It's fine. But no, the truth was, was that I was poisoning my, myself. And it, it literally, the turnaround was mental. It was um, it was weird to watch from 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 my point of view because I was still coaching then, and it was almost like you could see us in a weird way. It, it, you felt like a different person when you were in that changing room, and not mm. deep down you weren't. You were still drunk, mm. but it felt like there was a seriousness to you. Um, yeah, it was like. No, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I think mm. that previously, up until that, and I think the, the switch had probably gone off just prior to that diagnosis anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think previously, it had just been a bit of a laugh and a bit of a kick about, and yeah, you put a bit on, there's a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Along. Um, but when you said to me, obviously, I had this diagnosis, it was like, honestly, it's like a man on fire. Mm. It was like a man on fire, and obviously then you, you see him post on Facebook, and you're like, "I'm actually going out for runs." And uh, and we'd had a conversation, in particular on the last podcast, where um, I said, and I, I know Robert had said as well, that you should share these little wins that we're getting those five percent. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you saying that actually it made you think that yeah, you should share these things. And then when you started running, and you were posting runs on Facebook and stuff, honestly, it felt like who's this guy? Yeah. I yeah. saw you being a, a load more positive. That's why. That's why I kind of like, you were bouncing. Oh, mate, my, my mental health has gone through the roof. I'm positive. I'm happy. I short fuse all the time like I used to be, and it it transposed onto the football pitch as well because I was that guy. I always play on the edge. I I loved it. If somebody came at me and gave me a mouthful because like I want to prove you wrong. And yeah, I'd tell him I'd tackle. I was a bit of a knobhead, to be honest with you. But. Green. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I've you a few times in defence. Did <laughs> you used to say a bit? Oh, no, mate. I'm, I'm totally different now <laughs> when I'm out there. Nobody recognises Nobby because he was no bigger Nobby on a pitch than me, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, that, it's like that, that last season. I'd, if I went in for tackle and I was a tiny bit later, I caught somebody. I was making sure they were okay. And normally, just like, get up, come on. But no, it's, it's weird. I, I didn't realise how bad sugar actually was. Uh, but I felt like, you know, one of those preachy ex-smokers. I was like, oh, don't, don't eat sugar, don't do it. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I, when I went to the nerd last time, she was like, look, you can start giving yourself a little treat now. Because I mean, I didn't even have fruit because I was scared. And mm. um, yeah, I have, I have a bit of chocolate now. Maybe I'm sweet. But I know what the worst case scenario is if I go to the way I was. Do you feel any different when you have your sugar now? As in, do you, I don't mean like mentally. I mean, like, do you feel anything? I, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. It's like, in, in, in terms of my body and yeah, how yeah, I yeah. operate. Uh, I didn't, but I will be honest with you, at the weekend, I might have had a bit of a big block of chocolate with the missus with the leftover Easter stuff from Mazda at 50p. 
And I was lethargic on the Sunday and the Monday. I felt wow. like I used to. And straight away, I was like, right, there we go. I know what happens now if I go to them sort of limits that I used to. But, yeah, no. Like, it, people think I'm weird, but see, being diagnosed with diabetes is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, you said that to me when we were playing on a Sunday. Yeah. I remember you saying that. And I, it was, because from where you were, it was, you, you were, without being funny, there was, you, you didn't have a frigging clue what was up with you, <laughs> to be honest. No. You just had no. kind of rat and you felt like crap. And you, you were just like Mr. Positive on the lines of, oh, oh nice one. I can do something about this. Well, yes. Yeah. It's like a light bulb moment, isn't it? And we, we often talk oh, gotcha. about that. When we're talking about other people when all of a sudden you see it go on when they're playing man be fat that all of a sudden they go dink and they get it and mm. they go right okay i'm on this now um but yeah you that i think that was yours <laughs> that's i, I kind of looked at it I think, what, I think what's probably happened with you john is that the moment you've actually had a label on it um because you can actually relate to something now, if you said before about um, you know to go into the toilet quite regularly, and I've been reading up on diabetes today, you know, for, for this podcast. Yeah. Um, and you said it, it was a you know regular visits to the toilet is is a sign for diabetes. Diabetes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At any point, do you think you would have seen any of or, or recognised any of these signs had you um, not been diagnosed or, or you know a doctor visit? Like looking back now, John, do you see things that? You, that you just dismissed as other things, maybe even further down the line uh, in the past. And you, when now you think, ah, oh, that was because I was diabetic. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think looking back at it, I can see what was what. And, but like, like you were saying then, I don't think I would have made the correlation. But I mean, the, the worst it is, diabetes killed my mum. To be honest with you, so I really should have noticed the signs because everything I had was exactly what my mum had when she was first diagnosed back in the day. So I really should have noticed, but whether it was in denial, I don't know. But I think obviously having the baby, I I I could attach everything to that. Getting up, or it's because the baby woke up. Oh, I'll go for a wee while I'm up. Yeah, why not? I feel like I need one. Oh, I'm knackered. Well, yeah, the baby was up a couple of times during the night. But the reality was, my, my baby's the best sleep he's ever bloody met. So it was me that was waking up and it was me that was going checking on him because I thought, oh, well, I'm awake. There must be a reason. But the reason is, is because I was poisoning myself. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Um, one of the things... I always found really strange um, talking to healthy people, should we say, or people who whose weight have, have never really had a weight issue, uh, particularly people who are quite fit. And they'll say, I'm really in tune to my body. So they might eat something and be a bit like, oh, that didn't agree with me. Or I had yeah. this and it made me a bit tired. Or I had this and it, it spiked my blood sugar. And I can remember obviously being like my heaviest. Uh, and not even being heavy and still being heavy uh, and just having no um, not being attuned in my, with my body at all like like yeah. genuinely somebody said how do you feel after like, I could have smashed like uh, a, like say a family size bar of chocolate and someone would say how did you feel after and I'd be like it's not like I always feel yeah. I, don't, I don't know whether that's because um, 
because you just ignore it or, and it's probably more likely, you always feel shit. Yeah. So you can't make you yeah. feel like shit than what you already do when you, when you eat it that way. I mean, I, I, I sat and worked it out and I think I haven't been myself for about 15 years. Oh, wow. So the, Jesus. The, yeah, so all the people that have known me since I was 20 have never known the real me. Yeah. Whereas now this version of me is me. I'm happy. Um, I'm positive. I'm always looking for the good in things. Whereas I was always that miserable nobody who hated people. That was my saying. I hate people. Don't bother talking to me because I can't stand you. If I don't know you, I don't like you. Whereas now, yeah, I'm just... I'll speak to anyone. I'll, I'll just get on with everyone. I'm I'm happy. Well, that's part. That's part of the lethargic thing as well, isn't it? Because you just mm. can't be asked. You're just like. At, at what point did that selfish shell come off, and you started to be more selfless? What What, what was the transition between? You've just been told of the doctor that you 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 should be seriously ill. You got with diabetes. It's obviously just strange. It just hit you like this has got to stop. What what transitional period then is that? Is this shell come off, and you've gone actually, I'm a bit of an inspiration to other people there. Let's not be this hard person, because like you say before, with the wins and the, the pictures on Facebook and the, with the with the five percent and ten percent, you're a big cat on in the um, in the Manchester League, so you're quite quite inspirational. So you're a big character. So mm. you you showing your happy side and that you know you, you like you said quite emotional. Um, I mean, not with you not realizing it, you're actually inspiring other people to possibly look, look up to you. Yeah. So, yeah. where has that transitional period got through where you've gone? Do you know what? Let's start listening to other people. And... Well, just, I mean... just before, you move, before you move on to that, like you're talking about like inspiring people and stuff like that, you not kind of jumping too far into your, the story because there's, there's, there's more to that yet from where you are. Um, but you you eventually moved into being the coach and the, the the coach of the, the Manchester League because yeah. that's the right turn. Um, yeah. And I remember when I was go, I was doing the in the last season of football that we were just having, and I couldn't be asked. I was just playing football. I wasn't concentrating on the weight, and I was just literally just playing. Um, and I came in and I'd, I'd lost a kilo or something in a week, um, and I went down to was it one oh something I think it was, and, yeah. you, and you went to me and I remember you, you turned around to me you went oh yeah you're not far off now I said you can start doing radio stations. That's when you start working on it. And do you know what? I liked the advice that you gave me, but do you know what it gave me a kick up my ass more than anything was that it was you giving me that advice because normally you wouldn't have been the one that was in the position to tell, to tell me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was normally always me that was saying, come on, John, get your finger out. Let's, you can do yeah. this. And like that. Whereas at that one moment, you gave me a kick up my ass and it was good. I, I, yeah. it, was, it was like a fucking hell. If this lad's telling you you need to be doing it, he's got his head around it. Pull your finger out a little bit. So that that's my <laughs> little little thank you to you. To be fair, well, thanks, mate. It, it genuinely means a lot to me. It's good. See, old John would have gone ah fuck off, dickhead. But no, that that genuinely means a lot to me, mate. Thank you. I like that though, old John. <clears throat> that's old John. Oh, that's happened? a great pause of Ron. It's all right, you're back, Ron. You just froze a little bit. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. You all yeah. froze for me. It was the I best moment been... of the podcast so far. Five, <laughs> 5G, 5G signals bouncing off your bald head. Is that what it is? <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you said, Rob, uh, obviously, I was diagnosed on Wednesday, in fact, Look, I've got all the dates because I'm, I'm not sad. Uh, so, yeah, I was diagnosed on the 30th of October, which should be a Wednesday, I think. So, <clears throat> I was diagnosed then, and by the Friday, that shell had gone. That whole the deep darkness that was surrounding me had gone. I was happy. I was bouncing out of bed. I was, I was rushing into work and that's one thing nobody ever does, let's be honest. But I, I was rushing to work. But from there to the point where the whole trying to show people the difference, I've just got me a me Instagram, fat by fighting flat, by the way. Uh, 10th of December 2019, that was when I made that switch. That, do you know what? My story is something that could help people. Yeah, 100%. called John, because I think a lot of a lot of our guys, and I'm sure there's loads of people who relate to um, to having that kind of uh, shell around them. I think a lot of, and, and not so much local guys, guys further afield as well, um, we become cynical. Mm. Everything's shit. That shit, yeah. this is shit, that shit, work shit, almighty shit. You know what I mean? Everything becomes shit, and we become really cynical, and we don't, it becomes difficult to to take any joy out of anything. And there's so many yeah. people who, who are like that. I, I've been through phases where I've been like that, and I've considered myself quite a positive person, but I've been through stages where I'm just so cynical and, oh, that shit. And, and, and I was very much like, even at a stage in my life, I worked in, uh, I worked face, you know, a front-facing customer service role and absolutely hated people. I worked, mm. I worked in a bar industry for 15 years. Hated people, hated the general public. The worst possible trade you could possibly be in. <laughs> Mate, I was a teacher and I hated people. Exactly. And it's just, you know, it's mad. It's mad, really, that you just put on this kind of, this kind of front, and you just become so cynical with it. Mm, mm, very much so. But it's like, yeah, yeah, I was a lecturer, and I'd be going to work, going, oh, what mobs have I got to deal with today? And I'd be stood up. I up doing like a three-hour lecture thinking, I hate every fucking last one of you. I don't <laughs> care what you do. Whereas now, if you, if you stuck me in a classroom, I'd be bouncing off the walls. I'd be loving it. I can imagine you'll be like the, the teacher that everyone wants to be, you know, part of the class of. So- well, to be honest, I, I did get a B in drama in the GCSE, so I'm really good at acting. So they never knew that I didn't like them. Maybe that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, no, I'll be honest with you, I used to get very highly rated and have a little scorecard at the end of term. I always used to seem to win those, but yeah, because they feared you. <laughs> well, that, I, I mean, I was the one marking the essays, so yeah, I can understand it. <clears throat> but, yeah, the, the, the other side of it, so what we'll now call real John or you know, new John. Um, do people react to you differently? I just, was I just it a surprise to people? At, at work, definitely. At work, because they'd only ever known the miserable, moody John. Just turned up, did his job, pissed off home. Didn't yeah, bother they probably see, they'd probably see more of you than anybody else does. You, you, yeah, work, yeah. you, you work a group of people, you, you spend more time with them than you do your family, to be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I work with my missus as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- those guys at work, they've definitely seen a difference in me. And then, in fact, the family. My, my cousin, I mean, he used to bully me growing up. I mean, he's like 42, 43. And they, him and his brother used to absolutely rinse me every time I saw them. To the point where he's texting me, asking me for advice, saying I'm an inspiration because of what I'm doing. And it's like, wow, okay. It's hard for me to get my head around sometimes. It's, it's, no, it's because no one asks you why you're losing the weight. It's when you've lost the weight, everyone's like, oh, how did you do that? Tell me, tell me. So that's it. You've, lost the, you've had that change where you've completely turned it around, had that weight loss, and everyone's gone. Oh, John can do it. I can do it. And going back to what should we call you now? Like new John. But no, no, you're just John. You, like you said, nineteen-year-old yeah. John was the person that you are now. You, you're not. Oh, it's, it's John. That's it. You yeah. found who you are again. Yeah, it's all quite new age, isn't it? It's all quite. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so like handsome. <laughs> the power of positivity and. The power of the universe, mate. Power of the universe and all that. It is, it is very, it is very hipster and it is very like artifact, isn't it? And it is a world that usually, you know, men tend to not, particularly British men tend to not really get involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really it's really funny how people react. Um, what about your teammates? So obviously, guys around you, uh, you've been in that that. You know, all right, we had a team mixed up, but um, the core of your team was still the same. Uh, how yeah. they, how were they reacted, and what change do you think they could see in you? Uh, <laughs> I feel I should have asked them something before I came on. Uh, I mean, they probably say I'm still the absolute knobhead that they've known for three years. I'm, I'm still the one that. I'll go on going back, we're going to smash these, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But I also know that privately some of them have messaged me and asked me how I'm doing it. Like, they're so proud of me. The... Yeah, it's, it's a bit sickening to be interviewed from a few of them because it, I know what they really like. Not, not to be arty about them because I, I love them to bits. They don't want to brothers. I obviously know that's saying the boys are. And it's it's crazy to have them react to me that way sometimes. Well, you've got to remember, is it that they're fronting as well? Mm. You know, they're fronting. Well, I'm put on the front at yeah. some point to somebody. Very much so. So, so the family. How's the family? Have the family been supportive? You know, for your wife, has it now been a breath of fresh air being around you? And it, with with the kid yeah. as well, is it is it the complete change around? How have you affected family life? I, I think you probably have to ask her that because she'll play the same side dick. I'll be back in a minute. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a bit of a weird one because my theoretical family is just me, my wife, and my son. That is my family. That's my core unit. Both my parents have passed away. I've got no brothers or sisters. I've got no aunties or uncles. 
so I've got a very small family unit and obviously I've got my wife's mum, her sister, my brother-in-law, Tom, that we all know. So I've got those guys, but then I've got like my mum's cousin and all their family. And I see them as like my aunties and uncles and whatnot. So in terms of them, yeah, they've seen a big difference in me. But then I have like extended family that I don't speak to often that messes me out of the blue on Facebook. Like, oh my God, you've got so much, you look fantastic. It's like, yeah, thanks. Uh, not spoke to you in 10 years. Nice one. Yeah. Everybody wants to know how and nobody wants to know why. Yeah, very much yeah. so. But I mean, you guys are on my Facebook, you know, I'm quite open and I'll, I'm quite up for telling everyone what's going on. And like Rob said, I'm quite an emotional bloke in reality. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm not afraid to tell people I'm feeling and what's going on with me. Yeah. Difficult to be vulnerable, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, I definitely would have said if you would have spoke to me seven, eight months ago, vulnerable wasn't something I had. I didn't want to show that. Whereas now I'm quite happy opening up and putting myself out there and letting people see what's there. And it's up to them what they think. I, I mean, I, I don't care what they think. I mean, like I said about that Instagram, my first picture is a picture of me half naked, for Christ's sake. I'm there in my boxes with everything hanging out. <laughs> the way you're lying on that bed, Ross. His face lit up there, isn't it? <laughs> I've got that dressing gown closed. Yeah, but you know what I mean? The, the, the first post I did is me stood in my boxes showing what my body looks like and when i did it the missus came around she went are you sure you want to put that out there it's like why not she went because anybody can see you've not put it private i went i don't care so at the end of the day it's me that's who i am and yeah. um, my my plan is that the next one you see after that's gone the next one you'll see after that more of it's gone do you know what i mean that that's the plan i i I want to be around to watch my son grow up. That that's my ultimate goal. So if that means I've got to keep shifting the weight and keep getting healthy, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest motivation any father should have. Mm. As I said that last podcast, I said I've not I'm not looking to have children yet, but when I do, I said that's what carries me forward. I want to be able to play in a football tournament with my kid. My yeah. son or daughter, I, I want that active that, that active life with my kids. So I need to make sure that I'm physically able to carry that on because it's mm-hmm. going to get harder. The, the, you know, but you, you see people into the 40s, 50s and 60s, sometimes fit as a fiddle. And it's like, wow, how have you got there? They're inspirations. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we've all in the, every, every single person on this podcast now has got the exactly same mindset of, of that longevity and telling a healthy life. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I saw a woman on Instagram, and I think she's like 82. And she's, she's incredible. She's fit as a fiddle. She was, she, I think, was it like three years ago, she was overweight and like, like a proper little old lady. And now she's doing squats, doing weights, everything. It's absolutely mental. And if I look at that, I'm like, if she can do that at that age, what the hell am I winning at my age? Is that a lady called Joan McDonald? Yes, that is the woman. Yeah, I follow you. Yeah, that's the woman. She is absolutely crazy. 
it, it, it was in July. You, you, you're exactly the same. You know, you, you, you spot on. Sorry, um, she was an old, like an old lady. Seventy-four, yeah. She decided just to get one day. I'm just going to get fit, start lifting weights, and now she's like, you won't believe. Train with Joan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's lost sixty pounds in two years. Jesus. Yeah, train with Joan. I followed her for probably about two weeks, I think now, but she's unbelievable. Yeah. Right. So anyone listening to this podcast, it's um Instagram handle, train with Joan. And uh, honest to God, she's turned her life around. Like that look at oh my god. Looking at the back there, you'd think she's like fifty or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, if it Jesus. wasn't for if it wasn't for a purple ring, she would, yeah. Yeah, come on. No need for that. Wow, she's unbelievable. But I mean, I only came across her because obviously because I'm following all these fitness people and whatnot. I think it's a granddaughter is a personal trainer. And I saw her training with her and I was like, oh, good God, let's have a look at that. As I did, I saw her, I was like, oh, you're getting followed, love, because you are absolutely an right, I'm going yeah. to make you a mission to get, get Joan on the I podcast. Know. She's an American lady. It might be difficult to get her on, Ross. Hey, Zoom reaches over to America. Very true, very true. Thanks for pointing that one out, John. It's all right. And what's your, what's your um, Instagram handle, John? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fat lad fighting flab. That's the one. That's Fat me. fighting flab. Ad- admittedly, I've, I've been a bit quiet since March because I've just been, obviously with everything going on, I've not had time to do anything. And I will be honest, I've let myself slip a tiny bit. I've put like two kilo on, but... I started running again on Monday, so I'm back on it fully. Good. How how do you find it? Like we were just having a conversation, literally just before you popped on, uh, and I was saying that I went for my first run in probably maybe eight months, uh, and I was doing five k's relatively easy. Uh, I, I did two k today. I was absolutely dying. Is that the picture you're just talking about? That that's the one run. That is the one. That's the one. So what we're looking at, um, obviously for those who can't see, uh, we're looking at John in his boxes. Um, and then I can imagine that was a, the, the before picture. Yeah, I think that is round about May 18. I think, just, just with the tattoo on me, Shane. I love it how you judge time by tattoos. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. It's the only way I can do it. But yeah, there, yeah, there you go, May 18, so I was 127 kilo at that point. So just take a look at that headshot there. That's the one, Rob. So there's a headshot there of you, John. I swear to God, on that left-hand picture, you look about 45. Yeah, you look well younger. Yeah. That is the week before we started the first ever season. That was my really? tag day in Edinburgh. Wow. And what's nice to see is, apart from that picture, the first picture, there's actually no old John. This just this is like a new profile for John, and everything yeah. here to do is about you know physicality, weight change, looking after yourself and health. Yeah, I mean that that one where you pointed was there. Me, me, me and my missus. Just click on that one. 
so that picture at my graduation for my that was my teaching club that was the start i think of season three so that's what october october 17 and i didn't know you were an intelligent job oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> I started a master's and everything. I gave it up. I started a master's. That's because if you approach me, you said fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even if you look at my missus, there, she's off an absolute shit to her weight as well. Let me ask but you yeah, a question, I mean, John. Yeah. What was John from three years ago, starting out with Manby Fat Football, say about John today? Like, like what you just said there, like, are you like a homie pastor and stuff like that? Like, what would, would old John, cynical John, say about what that? What the fuck have you done to your hair? <laughs> they would definitely say that. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, Bet he's got some pink boots at home, hasn't he? Oh, no, we all know that oh. won't happen to me. Mate, you've, you've gone well below the belt there, Ron. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, what would old John say? Yeah, what would old John uh, say to that comment? So let's imagine that you're in old John's team and you're saying, oh, I'm eating a lot of wholemeal pasta and stuff. What would old John's reaction to be? Go get yourself a double cheeseburger, you dick. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, if I put myself back into that mindset, I hate new John. Yeah. Oh, new, new John's are former fatty, isn't he? Preaching. Like those former smokers, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look at him. He thinks he knows what he's on about. Oh, lose a bit of weight, are oh, we? think you're better than us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about, briefly, why do you think that was, John? Why do you think you were quite cynical? Was it, and I don't want to get too into this, but was it, because you were unhappy? Was it because you hated your body? Was it because what do you think he was? Like, like genuinely, when I was when I used to be of that mindset uh, where I just hated the world uh, and I hated everybody who wasn't either an immediate friend or one of a member of my family, um, it's because I didn't like myself. Because I genuinely, because I didn't like myself. Because you know, it took you. I was, it took you three weeks in the in our first season to speak to me. <laughs> yeah, because I was because yeah because that's I was in that mindset, Ross. That was genuinely, genuinely. You ask you ask uh, you ask Simon Oldham or Ben Mee. I didn't like any of you <laughs> in that first two weeks. Thanks, mate. I thought I'm gonna, I'm I thought you yourself. I thought Skelton was the grumpiest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Skip was all right, to be fair. Uh, so, yeah. Well, genuinely, but, when you project but, that on other people, that's what you do. Yeah. But Ross you still loves yourself. himself. Well, yeah, we know. <laughs> there, is a, there is a little bit of truth in both of them. You know, Scotland is mad grumpy. And Ross, you know, if Ross, if Ross could be with himself, he would be with himself, let's be honest. Uh, listen, listen, John, sure what are you... What you got to understand, John, is last podcast, Frost had half an hour counselling session. He had half an hour. It just might as well have been free counselling for him. Hey, yeah. If he sees it, see an opportunity, go with it. That's what you got to do. Well, yeah, what do you think it was, John? Because I, I always felt as though I projected my own insecurities <coughs> on people. I make judgments on them. And I'm not a judgy person yeah. in general, but 
But yeah, it's weird. I mean, my my mum was a big girl. To be brutally honest with you, she was quite a big woman. And up until the age of nineteen, I, I mean, I had a six pack. No word of a lie, I was healthy. Did it? I played football six times a week. I had, I had trials here, there, and everywhere. I was not to lament, but I was this close to becoming a footballer. And uh, yeah, I, I found out that I enjoyed McDonald's and beer and smoking. So I started abusing myself because, you know what I mean? I, I joined the real world. Yeah. So I went and did that. And I just got myself into a routine where it's like, oh, what should I do? Oh, I'll come at McDonald's for me too. Oh, I'm at work, what should I get? Oh, I'll go to I'll do that. And yeah, I always believed that because my mum was big, that it was my... I was always destined to be big, so I didn't see anything wrong with what I was doing because I was always told not to look at people for their size, look at people for who they are. Yeah. <clears throat> so I had that mindset, but then something flipped and I decided that I thought everyone was an absolute dickhead and I didn't want to know them and I insulated myself. I mean, how I'm married, I do not know. <laughs> I will be honest with you. How she ever put up with me, I do not know. But, yeah, I, I just had it in the mindset that I hated everyone. And it. I want to say I hated myself because people will tell you, even old John, very arrogant. Oh. I, think, I think I've always thought a lot about myself. I never thought that. But they definitely would say that. That's the oh, way Yeah, yeah. And... Um, Taking a step back, yeah, I can understand where they're coming from, definitely. And looking at it now, God, yeah, I was arrogant. I was up my own arse. I was always, no matter how big I was, I always had to make sure I looked good. My hair always had to look good. Before you say anything, I understand my hair does not look good right now. It's fine. But yeah, did be, be very much... My, my hair has to be perfect. My clothes have to be perfect. I to always look amazing. I wouldn't need to, if my hair looked like shit, I'd put an app on and make sure that my hair looks amazing. Whereas now, I couldn't give a crap what anyone thinks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I mean, I, I, I went out to the shop this morning because we needed some stuff. And I went out. Toby had literally white. He had a croissant this morning, like a vanilla frosting in the middle, and he wiped it all over my shorts. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to shop. And I went looking like somebody shit themselves all over me. And I couldn't care less what anyone thought. Whereas old John would go put him on his jeans and spraying aftershaves out here, there, and everywhere, just in case you know you see somebody knows you. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, this is a shit. I really don't care anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with who I am. I know that I'm doing what needs to be done to make myself a better person. And I am a better person. Excellent. I quite liked you you when you were grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be be surprised how many people say that to me. Classic will definitely tell you he prefers that version of me. So go on then, you were, you were <coughs> going back to the story of when you were, you'd, you'd gone through, you had your diabetes test, you'd, you'd kicked in, um, you'd started on your, your man V-fat, you'd just got your 10%, um, 
what what happened then? Well, just before I got it, um, obviously she was moving on into bigger and better things and we grab coach. So the offer went out for getting me coaching. I applied pretty much instantly. And um, I mean, I, I didn't get it, but Stu offered me the opportunity to be the facilitator, which I snapped with both hands straight away because I wanted to try and help as best I could. And uh, yeah, I think was it six weeks later, Stu? Something yeah. like that. Stu gave me a call. Gave me a call. Well, he texted me saying, oh, can we have a chat, mate? And I'm thinking, oh, shit, what have I done? And I said something, have I not done something? And I'll be honest with you, Stu, I, I started making my excuses straight away. Whatever you're going to throw at me, I had an excuse to come back at you. If, hey, if you could say, you and I, I, well, you... I reckon the first part of it, oh, what have the lads done? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no, there was no bin shooting, let's be honest, we don't talk about that anymore. But, <clears throat> yeah, uh, no matter what you would have asked me, that I'd, I'd, I'd have come back at you straight away. If you're going to turn around saying, oh, uh, Josh says you're not done something, like, oh, Josh didn't ask me, that's why. <laughs> I, I had my excuses. I was ready to go. And then, yeah, you could turn around saying, look, uh, the opportunity's come up. Do you want it? And, I mean, like I said to you, Stu, I had to think about it because my goal was to finally win the weight loss league on my own. And I was scared that if I said yes, that I wouldn't have been able to do that. And it was quite a selfish thing for me in that sense that my goal was to be the best in that league. And, I mean, Ross, you can attest, the minute you found out I was close, you were texting me pretty much on a, a bi-weekly basis going, you keep freaking going, mate. Yeah. You keep I wanted going you there. to get that. And, oh, mate, that, that was probably the most emotional thing I've ever gone through. <laughs> yeah. In, Obviously, not in terms of like my personal life because like Kobe's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. But in terms of like football wise, I can't even put into words what my feelings were that night. I mean, to get the ten percent was absolutely incredible. I never thought I'd get there. But the first time I got five percent, I think I cried. But admittedly, it was Motti that was doing it, so I told him I didn't want the certificate. I wanted to wait for Sven, so I did. <laughs> but yeah, I was just yeah, and then obviously started picking up a five here and there and there, and then that's when I came back. So that was what June time. That was the first time since my first season I've had five percent. I mean, I only played for like seven weeks, I think, in the end. And I missed out by 200 grams. But yeah, straight away I was on it. And I think I got my 10%. There you go, 3rd of March, I got my 10%. And that was like the best thing that's ever happened to me. And to see my name that I am at number one. Oh no, sorry, I think I did then. That's when I came, that's when I was at number one in the uh, league table. Did you feel as though you, the, 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 the effort you put in, um, you felt vindicated? Oh, very much so. It, it was like... If I could finally made use of all the money that I'd spent going, as daft as that sounds, 
is that the, the goal for everyone that turns up at Man versus Fat is to lose weight. Yeah, some lads see it as, oh, well, it's a kick around and playing with a lot of fat lads, I'm going to absolutely boss this league. It isn't that way at all. It's, I've, play, I've played a lot of football in my time, and Man versus Fat is one of those competitive football leagues I've ever played in at points. Everybody wants to win. And to finally get that mindset that, no, it isn't about the football. Football's just a bonus in it. It's about making yourself a better person. It's about losing that weight. And to me, to push you to then get that sense, I mean, looking at the picture, that doesn't look like the John I know. No, I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't look like the John I know, and I took it. I took yeah. it. it. Doesn't look like the John I know. Um, I remember taking it, thinking, and it's weird because as a coach, you do notice when guys are skinny. But I've not coached that league regularly for a while, so yeah. to come back and and, and see that ten percent on that night, um, I remember taking it and I remember looking at at you and thinking, "Shit, man, it looks skinny." Mm. You're all slim. Um, yeah. Do you wish? In a weird what? way. In a weird way. I'm sorry, in a weird way. Do you think you're a better footballer or a worse footballer being skinnier? You don't run. Worse. <laughs> oh, do you wear a <laughs> That's offensive. No, uh, I, I, I watch <laughs> you now, and I think that you do a lot more for the team. Um, I think you're much more of a team player. I've seen you actually play in a couple of positions. Three years previously, I've never seen you not play centre forward. Um, and your general game was hold it up, get a yard, smack it as hard as you can, you know. Don't pick it, up out, of that, don't uh, pick it up out of the netball field. No, I don't know, man. It's, oh, it's, more accurate, oh, it's more accurate than any, any of us where he's sat on, sat on this podcast, let's be honest. Um, Jesus, that, that's that, difficult. That, that court, that court. <laughs> Mate, I've got no room to talk. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I watched you the, the other week and I was like, in a weird way, you're a better footballer, but in a weird way, you're not as well, which is really odd. I I think in terms of being a centre-forward, I'm not as good as I was now because I've not got the weight to make people bounce off me anymore. I mean, was it my second class game? I went in for a 50-50 or something and I went flying and that's never happened when I've been at my versus fat ever. And it was at that point when I hit the deck I was like, oh, thank God I'm giving this up next week. Thank yeah. God I'm, I'm the coach now I don't have to deal with this because I know that's going to work in the morning. And oh, good God, did it hurt. But in terms of as a footballer, I am... 10 times the footballer I ever was now. Yeah. Uh, I'm up and down, I'm up and down. It's like, it's like being 15 again. I've, I've got an engine now. Um, in terms of like being played in positions, I hate playing centre forward. I hate it. Yeah. I've, I, was, I was a centre forward when I was a kid up until I was about 13 and I was scouted by a fair few teams as a centre forward. And then I started dropping back to my groins, which are really if you played on bumpy pitches from about the age of seven. I couldn't walk. And when I turned 16, I, I gave it up in terms of 11 aside. And I started moving back. And my last other game of 11 aside, I was the centre-back. <clears throat> I, I mean, I see myself as a central midfielder. 
I'll gladly I'll go flying into tackles, I'll, I'll spray it about. I'm quite happy doing that. But yeah, I've, I've been shoehorned to the centre forward at Man versus Bat, and that's what I'm known as. Nice. Yeah. So I think you're probably the best finisher in the league without wanting to get a big head. Oh, no, no, no. In the league. Old, old John would have been going, oh, right, yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, no, I, I can see people that are better finishers than me, definitely. Yeah. I genuinely can. So, I, I, I think finishing well, I think you're probably, probably up there. I think there's a lot, there's guys whose games are very different to yours. Hmm. Didn't get a lot against me, I'll be honest, but... Oh, I don't know, I don't know. So I will get this question out. I, the third time going. Oh, um, so you know you, you did your ten percent, and you, you you were the weight loss champion in season yeah. six, seven, eight. What was it? Is it ten? I was away for a bit, so <laughs> that's probably right. Do you wish you'd done it back in season one? Um, I wish I could have done shitty question. <laughs> Obviously, this version of me, John 2.0, definitely. Yeah, I, I wish I would have done it every season. Because I could have given up Man versus Fat two years ago if I would have done that. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I could have been healthy. I wouldn't have had the diabetes scared. But the flip side, I still would have been abusing my body. I still would have been poisoning myself on a daily basis. So in part, yeah, I do wish that back then I did. But the flip side, no, I'm glad I've done it when I've done it. When I've had that kick up the arse, when I've had that scare. I'm happy. So what would you, as, as coach and things like that now, what would you say to John season one walking through the door? Would you try... Oh, no, that is, no, that is a good question. Uh, so so let, let's give you a scenario, right? So John season, season one walks in, He's had three fags outside before he steps into the pavilion. Right? He walks <laughs> up the stairs. With his Gregs. With his Gregs. Somebody's coming down. <laughs> Someone's coming down. He glares at them as, as, as they pass each other on the stairs. He walks into the changing room, steps on the scales. He's there. We are seven weeks into the season. He's, he's hovering around his, his own goal, Right which fits right down to his boxes so he doesn't get an own goal but seven weeks into the season. John 2.0 as coach of Manchester Valley Factory, what does John, what do you say to that guy? Well, first off, I'm a bit worried but I think you've had a look at the original stats for that season because that sounds about right. <laughs> Genuinely sounds about right, especially the glaring at people up the stairs and having the fags before the game. Uh, I mean... With that mindset, I'd, I'd be wanting to try and get down to why that's happening. I'd, I'd want to know what's going on. Because there's something that's not clicking, whether it's the way we do things, whether it's the programme as a whole, or whether there's something going on. Because I know myself at that time, my dad, had, well, my dad was dying, to be perfectly honest with you. We started in January. I got married in March. And my dad died on the 20th of April. Because he had a brain tumour. So... Oh, no, mate. mate. It's fine. It, again, those setbacks have made me who I am now. In that sense. Not to get all morbid on everyone. But, uh, 
yeah, that that version of me, I couldn't give a flying fuck about football. I couldn't give a I couldn't give a shit about the reason why. That was my outlet. I could go on and kick people in the shit out of all of you, and I'd be quite happy. I'd get on, get the ball, stick in the back of the net, kick off with some of you. I'd be quite happy. Don't go home when the rage is about here, just at the top of my head. I can feel myself bubbling over. I'd come in and kick off with the missus. Like, what have you done this way? And I'd be quite happy doing that. But now being me, I'd want to know what's going on. I'd want to see what I can do to help. Because I think that's the bonus I've got with being the coaches that I've definitely been there. Yeah. I've been, I, I've been through everything I think a person could pretty much go through in terms of I've lost somebody, I've got married, I've had a baby, I've been diagnosed with a pretty serious illness, I've also been massively obese, and I've dealt with all those different things since I joined Man versus Fat. So I think I'm in a good place to offer that sort of support to people. That's one thing I was going to say, you know, when, when you went back to um, if you'd lost the weight from this, from day one and you wouldn't be here, to, you know, two years ago, you would, you would have left. And I'm kind of happy uh, that, you know, you got it late on because if you had, if you had gone, got it by day one, you wouldn't be sat here as a coach. Mm. And I think you have, have got a lot to offer to every person that walks through that door because Again, you can sense what kind of person they are. You've played against most of the people in that league who struggled. You you've struggled yourself. You know how it works through and through. There's, there's you know there's no with you. It's you can't kid a kidder. No, no, definitely es- not. Essentially, you can't kid a kidder. There's no. It's black or white. It's like you know. But you've turned into this caring, selfless person who, point on point ticks every box of a decent coach and I honestly think you're going to excel or are excel being a coach so just I'm so grateful for for, for, for things clicking late on with you cheers mate thank I, you I agree Rob. I don't think that John could have always done if he'd not had you know three or four seasons of just treading water right. I, genuinely, I genuinely don't think that you, you would be in a position to no, because I, I think, I think I th- sorry, Stu, cutting you off there, mate. I think okay. if, if John had come in, old John, and gone in season one and smashed it and lost his weight, it'd have been fucking piece of piss, this. <laughs> John, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very well. I, th- I think, again, I think personally, the journey you've had within Man V Fat, it's been so poignant on this podcast. Yeah, and I think the thing is as well, it, there was a few eyeballs raised when you got that coach's job, genuinely do, in the league. Oh, yeah. A few eyeballs raised, and I think anybody who's listened to this now and, and knows your journey a bit better um, will realise, you know, that you are a, a great fit for the job. Thank you very much. I agree. I massively agree. And when you when you actually won that, you won the, the biggest weight loss in that season. I was massively proud of you. I came home and told my missus, she don't even know who you are, but I came home and told her. <laughs> I was like, I'm buzzing. <laughs> I genuinely was buzzing because I was, I, was, I, was, I was massively proud of you. But you did really well, really, really well. 
just going Cheers, back mate. to just going going back a little. I know we're trying to wrap it up there, you, but so when you first got diagnosed, you were already part of Man V Fat. Yeah. If you've been diagnosed and not a part of Man V Fat, what do you think could happen there? I probably would have had a long channel his way. I think he'd have still done. Oh, say I, I, I probably would have signed up with some sort of fad diet, done it for a week, going, oh, yeah, it's working, and then gone, oh, I can't be arsed, it's Saturday. Can't be asked meal prepping, I can't be doing that. And then I would have just put myself back into probably a worse position than what we were in. And if anything, I'm thankful that I had on this is fat to perfectly honest with you. I'm so glad that Mandy Fat was there. And I'm, if anything, I'm sorry that I didn't realise for such a long time as to what I had. It's such a powerful tool and people don't grasp it. Some people so, some people don't, some people do. Some people don't. And it's genuinely... Um, and I think part of the coaching's role is to try and... <laughs> Try and get as many people in the, in that league to grasp it as possible can. Whether that's three seasons down the line like self, whether that's two seasons down the line like me, or one season like Ross, um, that's what a coach's part of the coach's role is. Can I just point out that on this podcast right now we have three league weight loss winners. Speaking of a competition, John, who is the best player in Manchester you've ever played with? And against. Or against. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, somebody on the first ever podcast mentioned uh, your name. To oh, yeah. yeah oh, 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 I, I, I remember that. That, 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 was a, that was a proud moment. Oh, that, um, I think oh. my Wi-Fi is going. Don't <laughs> 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 just be like, I'm returning the favour. Like, be honest. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, there's been some decent players over the years, to be fair. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, right, in terms of um, Fat Boy Flames, I'm going to have to go with Little Jono, which was Kenny G's club brother, Chris. Yeah, he was decent, yeah, he was. was good player. He was incredible. I don't even think he was fat, to be honest with you, but, oh, my God. He, he was that final little jigsaw piece that we needed. Yeah, he was, um, the legs. He was in legs. And no disrespect to anyone who could run in that team, but it was the legs, but with a bit of skill that you needed. Oh, yeah. Um, right. In terms of the games, I'm going to have to go for Rob Dixon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, was just, I was just about to say you can't have Rob no, Dixon. I, no arguments but, there. But, yeah, he's without a shadow of a doubt the best player ever to grace that football field. He's My- the, best, the best player I've played with as an adult, I think. I played some really good kids, uh, guys who went out to play professional, but I think Adam Adam was probably the best player I've ever played with. He must have been I mean, monster in his day. My, my battles with him, with him were just a thing of beauty. I, I knew that he was going to come at me and he was going to wipe me out at every opportunity. And I relished that. Um, did you like playing you, to be fair, Rob? Did not no. like coming up against you at all. I did. I loved against. I loved the game against you, John. I thought he shouted down the air. Oh, I loved it. I could have killed you that I'm night. Glad, I'm glad you you've young your boots up because ever we played you in the most recent games, I was told I had to mark you all game, and I was like, I want to shoot. 
So, Ross, got a, any questory today? Yeah, thanks. Thank, thanks for remembering me. Um, so, 10 questions. Don't you dare cheat. How much calcium does your body need each day? 400 milligrams, 100 milligrams, 700 milligrams, or 100 grams? Calcium. 100, 100 grams. Calcium. Now I'm going to say 400 milligrams. 400 milligrams, yeah. is that wrong? Oh, God. What, what were the options again? <laughs> 400 milligrams, 100 milligrams, 700 milligrams, or 100 grams? 100 milligrams. So we've got a range there, haven't we? Uh, the actual answer is 700 milligrams. For adults, 700 milligrams is a recommended daily calcium allowance to maintain healthy teeth and bones. Try two or three portions a day of these sources which are either a single, single 30 grams of hard cheese, 200 milliliters of glass of milk, or 125 carton of yogurt. Here's one. If, if Rom and Stu don't get this, I'm going to be very disappointed. No offense, John. Um, yes, how many 200 milliliter glasses of water should an adult drink each day? A, 12 for men or 10 for women. B, 10 for men or 8, eight for women. Eight for men or six for women, six for men or four for women. What was the measurement? 200, 200 milliliters. Two, how many glasses that are 200 milliliters of that should we drink each day? Eight for men and six for women. Eight for men, six for women. That's option C, yeah? Was yeah. the one 10, 10 for men? So 10 for men was B, 10 for men and eight for women. I'm going to say that, B. Jump. I, I would have gone C with you. I would have gone B with Rom. B with Rom's correct. A man should drink 10 200 milliliter glasses of water a day and a woman should drink eight glasses of water a day. That, I mean, that, that must have been adjusted for inflation or something because it used to be eight, didn't it? I'm going to say that's what I thought, but it's, it's funny how Ross would have gone with the right answer when he's got the answers in front of him. No, because I just made the calculation you, drink, you should drink two at least two litres of water yeah. a day. So that's a sort of simple. But it can change depending on temperature, humidity, if you're exercising, pregnant, or breastfeeding. So there you go. Ah, uh, sorry, I was going off the uh, Spanish Spanish advice. Ah, okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll all get this one. Which of these foods doesn't count towards your five of de five a day? Sweet potatoes, parsnips, potatoes, or orange juice? P potato. Wait, or orange or juice? Orange juice. Potatoes. Sweet potatoes, parsnips, potatoes, or orange juice. You see, I want to, say, I want to say potato because it's not, it's a starch, isn't it? So I'm going to say potato, yeah. even though I think orange juice. But yeah, potatoes. John. Yeah. Potatoes. And uh, um, potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes are correct. Well done. Four. How many portions of fish should you eat each week? Eight, six, four, or two? I'd say two. Two portions at least. That's minimum. Yeah, minimum. Say again, John. Zero, I eat the stuff. Oh, Don't touch it. He's a like Bromley, isn't he? <laughs> Don't touch the fish. Uh, as I'm a pescatarian, I want to say six. Uh, I'd, I'd say two. I'd, I'd say two. Uh, and it is two. Oh, can I go one? Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a minimum? Is it one? Oh, Is that a he says you should try to you should try to eat two portions of fish each week. One of them should be an oily fish such as mackerel, trout, or salmon. 140 grams of fish counts as one portion, the size of the palm of your hand. There you go. As long as you've got big hands, you eating more fish, mate. All right. <laughs> For food to be considered low sugar, what's the maximum amount of sugar that it can contain? 
Well, John, you got to get this, mate. <laughs> you think I would, wouldn't you? I, ooh, you go first. So it's uh, no more than five grams per hundred, or five grams per hundred grams for food, and two point five per hundred mils for drinks. No more than seven point five per hundred for food, or five grams per one hundred mils for drinks. Ten or a hundred, and seven point five per one hundred mils, or twelve point five per one hundred. Or ten and ten grams per one hundred for drink. I couldn't be asked reading the same sentence all the time, but you got me. You get my drift, don't you? So is that like ten grams of sugar per hundred grams of food for a food to be considered low sugar? What's the maximum amount of sugar it can contain? So either five grams in a hundred, seven point five per hundred, ten grams per hundred, or twelve point five per hundred. So basically, is it five percent, seven point five percent, ten percent, or twelve point five percent? John, you first, mate. Yeah, you go first, John. See, you'd, you'd automatically think it's A, wouldn't you? But I think the daily recommended guide is 90 grams. Uh, I'll go B. 7.5, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Rom? I'm going to go B, yeah. I think it 10 is just too much. I think seven's the, the cut-off. Stu? I'm, I'm going to go C. 10 grams per 100 grams for food. Yeah. So you for C would be seven point five grams per hundred milliliters for a drink. So you'd have in yeah. a can of coke at three hundred and whatever mils, that'd be like twenty four, twenty eight, twenty five grams of sugar in that, and it'd still be classed as low sugar. Yeah. And the answer is A. A low sugar food, should, a low sugar food should contain no more than five grams of sugar per hundred grams, and a low sugar drink should take no more than two point five per. Sugar per 100 mil. I actually did know the answer. You live and learn. You live and learn. You do. So there you go. Look out for it because it's still, still quite a lot of sugar, isn't it? You think about it? I think like a can of, it's like can of fruit twist. No, can of iron brew. Can of iron brew. It's got some like 65% of your daily intake in it. It's something daft, mate. It's unreal, isn't it? It's yeah. over though. How many grams of salt is the recommended daily allowance for adults in the UK? Five, six, seven, or eight grams, so, that is. Six. Eight, eight. Yeah, I was going to go for eight. I was going to go for eight. The answer six. Well done, John. This, this, this is the same as one teaspoon and includes uh, include salt already to any food you buy. So make sure you check the nutrition label. Question seven. One gram of protein, this is quite interesting. One gram of protein <coughs> provides four calories of energy. One gram, gram of carbohydrate provides 3.75 calories. But how many calories does one gram of fat provide? Jump to read that again. Are you all right? Yeah. What are the options? Uh, two, three, eight, or nine? Eight. Yeah, I'll go eight. Wrong. Yeah, it's got to be eight, hasn't it? Oh, man. I won't say nine. Nine's correct. One gram of fat provides nine calories of energy. Um, you, you can't change your mind. <laughs> I hadn't read the answer out yet, and I'm the quiz master, so I say it's all right. No. Where does most of your vitamin D come from? Uh, yeah. Internet. <laughs> 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 I really couldn't resist that. Sorry. 
<laughs> John's, John's, we've, we've lost John. <laughs> Eggs, fortified breakfast cereal, sunlight or carbohydrate? Sunlight. Sunlight. Sunlight is correct. Well done. Uh, which of these takeaway coffees has the most calories? Come on, boys. We did this last week. Medium skimmed mocha, a medium skimmed cappuccino, a medium skimmed latte, or a medium skimmed vanilla latte. Stop typing, cheats. No, no, no. Sorry, that was my pen. So I would think you would automatically think that's oh, probably a mocha, but I'm going to say vanilla latte. Well, I thought vanilla because obviously they use the syrup, don't they? So yeah. it's going to be like boosting the calories up. I know lattes are one of the worst for sugar. Yeah, I'll just go normal latte. I'll go vanilla latte. I want to say, yeah, vanilla latte. Okay. A medium-skinned mocha has a huge 981 calories, which is the most of these four choices. Shit, that's 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 more than what I give myself a day for all my meals. Nearly half of a woman's recommended daily calorie consumption of two hundred or two thousand calories. Wait, that so nine hundred? A medium skinned mocha has a huge nine hundred and eighty one calories in a brew. Yeah, skimmed. That's that's not like full fat. Fucking hell. Madness. And yeah, the people people buying that going, oh yeah, skim door, skim door, right, skim door. It was a time I put them two of them <laughs> in a day. Can you imagine if that was the, that was your diet? I'm gonna do the you said calories in, calories out. I'm gonna do the mocha diet and just have one coffee a day. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Last one. So we call a mocha diet. What's the daily recommended intake of fibre for an adult? 17, 18, 19, or 20 grams? 18. 17. I'll go 19. The recommended intake of fibre for adults is 18 grams a day. Oh, well done, John. However, most people in the UK don't eat enough. For example, a bowl of high-fibre cereal like Bram Flakes contains 4 grams. Jesus Christ. I'd have thought there'd have been a load more in brown flakes. I like my brown flakes. It's a great fibre provider. <laughs> <laughs> I like me brown flakes. Brown flakes and oh, brown oh, flakes yeah. and honey. Oh, you're all brown. No, I don't like all brown. <laughs> I would not who, recommend who uh, all these brown flakes. Don't get them. As, no. as the zone <laughs> brown flakes for about sixty-four p are really good, really nice. Say, so, I'll, I'll just send you shit green. <laughs> is that, and your hair blue. Is that... Right, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Stay yeah. safe, guys, listening. Uh... If you want us to talk to you, if you want us to talk to anybody who you think would be good for the podcast, you can contact us at podcast at mammyfat.com. We're on all your normal social medias, Facebook, Instagram, just search Mammy Fat Podcast or Mammy Fat Pod. Uh, John, follow John on Instagram. 
Fat lad fighting flop. Fat lad fighting flop. Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Speak soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much, gents. Thank you.